welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. And we are bringing you today uh, episode 8 of season 4 of Tomorrow Gason, mm. My December Part 2. What happened last time, MC? Well, uh, as always, the uh, social uh, dynamics of the group are as healthy as always. <laughs> uh, there was... MC has been distant, to say the least, and the rest of the gang kind of confronted him about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Louise and Jay are worried, it's not his usual say- self. There's a bit of sort of thing from Gav, like, is he willing to accept MC as the alpha of the group? <laughs> and his place is a beta cuck. <laughs> I feel like Gav accepted that a long time ago. <laughs> It's not like he's bigger and stronger than us. He's done a bunch of martial arts or anything. Um, but he's very far away, crucially. <laughs> and if he comes towards us, he can hear him coming. He's like, I'm going to get you! I'm going to sneak attack him! <laughs> so, um, and perhaps even more importantly, the B&B, the Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast, has its very first guest. Mm. Uh, Root somebody or other, um, who is a DJ gardener. Yeah, world travelling DJ, slightly posh. Yeah. Yes. And we made friends with Jay. They seemed to bond. Yeah. Or maybe um, Jay liked him more than Bruce liked him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, he, he'd stayed even though MC's first act of greeting was to attack him. Um, and well, so, yeah. And every single member of the group has mm. received a letter through the post, photocopied. No, uh, handwritten. Photocopied that said, the apocalypse, are you ready? And it's caused quite a bit of tension because MC's been very apathetic towards it's like, the uh, impending doom. Might be real, might not be blah, blah, blah. But I don't give a shit because yeah. I'm sad about Tifa, yeah. basically. <laughs> Get over it, God. <laughs> Well, let's find out. There's a lot to deal with then as we get into My December Part 2. Previously on Tomorrow Gason! The letter was on a small piece of paper, rectangular shaped and smelt brand new. MC sat alone in the living of the B&B as the fresh sun of a new day started to rise in the window to his right. The apocalypse. Are you ready? Come on, tell me. Maybe I can help. It's nothing, Jay. MC's voice rose slightly. Just leave it at that. Why doesn't anyone ever tell me anything around here? Jay asked, whining slightly. There's a reason! Gav remarked. Pardon? What do you want? MC asked. A, a, a room? The guy replied. What? A, a, a room? This is a B&B, right? Would you mind signing in, Mr... Uh, LeCue? Roots LeCue? Oh, by the way, not sure if there's something wrong with the air conditioning, but my room is mega cold. We'll look into that, Gav said. Root smiled, said goodnight and left. Do we even have air conditioning? Louise asked. Gav shook his head to indicate no was the answer. <laughs> well? Gav said as Jay entered the room. Not a guest, just a huge box. He led them into the reception area where a wooden crate stood. The sheet fell to the ground, revealing a vampire. Instead of challenging for a fight, the vampire cleared his throat and began to sing. Louise handed him a steak as the vampire spoke again. They set me up. They said it would be an easy kill. The apocalypse. MC drove the steak through the back of the vampire's ribcage, smashing the bone to get to the heart. We have nothing here. No contacts, no resources, no allies. We're not in a position to investigate this. All we can do is wait for the bad, wherever it might be, to rear its ugly head, and then I'll stick something pointy in it. And if we run out of time? Louise asked. 
lying down on his bed, a huge pair of headphones covering his ears, Roots tapped the CD case with his fingers to the drumbeat of the reggae tune he was listening to. He thought he heard someone knock on his door. Removing the headphones and getting up off his bed, Roots opened the door to his room. No one. Mm, oh, he was complaining last week about how his room was really cold. Yeah. And again, we're like, oh, it's probably not a ghost. It's probably just the AC, even though we don't have AC. Yeah. Unfazed, Roots sat back down on his bed and began scribbling notes about next week's set. He sniffed the air. Phew. Smells like old lady in here. Oh, mm-hmm. not an old lady. The distinctive smell <laughs> of an old lady. Oh god, this is going to be really ageist. But uh... they all smell like Werther's Originals. Was that Grandad's old man? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he contemplated opening the window to let the smell out, but it was already stupidly cold in the room. He didn't mind. Roots had stayed in worse places, and the people seemed friendly enough, if a little easy to jump on the brother. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You're so good at writing. Uh, (laughs) I can write the black experience. Totally, yeah. I'm a 17-year-old working-class white kid. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Can do this. This is how they talk, right? (sighs) I'm from a part of England that basically is entirely white. A clanging sound came from the bathroom. Roots ignored it until it happened again. Slowly walking into his room's bathroom, Roots was just in time to see the bottle of his favourite aftershave fall from on top of the mirrored bathroom cabinet and smash in the sink. Ah, man, Roots said. I got that in Italy. He seems fairly nonplussed about the bottle just randomly falling and the loud noises and the old lady smell and the coldness. Maybe he's just comparing everything to his initial experience of the B&B, which was being physically attacked. (laughs) So everything's great. (laughs) It's all on the up and up. Trying to salvage what remained of the aftershave, Roots checked the mirror as it felt like something was watching him. He was alone. A few moments later, he checked again. Roots didn't even have time to scream. A flow of blood dripped in the sink. The glass had cut Roots' hand as he fell to the ground. Also, how do you salvage what remains of the aftershave from like a broken aftershave bottle? (laughs) Do you just get like a little... The odd little scoop and just sort of dab your finger in it. Maybe he's like like just rubbing it all over himself <laughs> trying to salvage it. Also, what's happened to Roots here? I was... Something is watching him from the mirror, he feels like. Uh, I, I thought he meant from behind. Like he looked uh, in the mirror to see if something was behind him. Okay. Although maybe not. But then a flow of blood dripped in the sink. The glass had cut Roots' his hand. So something made Roots fall to the ground, presumably an old lady because of the distinctive old lady (laughs) smell. Uh, And on the way to the ground, he cut his hand on the broken glass from the aftershave bowl. Or the mirror? mirror? Yeah, Yeah. this is what I was trying to work out. Like, if someone jumped out of the mirror to get him? Ooh, that'd be spooky. Ooh, that's a good good horror bit. Things in the jumping out at you. (laughs) Mirror breaking as it does. (laughs) Aftershave from Italy (laughs) being smashed. (laughs) No! It's too scary now! I want my mum. And most horrifically of all, the old lady smell. Which is really easy to get across in a visual kind of medium. <laughs> you just have someone go, hmm, smells like old lady in here. <laughs> Were those original? The curtains in MC's room didn't shut completely as the rail was broken. It was one of the many things, not just in the B&B, that needed fixing. Oh, how deep, because he means within his soul. At least he's acknowledging there is a problem, which is <laughs> new for MC. But if his main problem is like, oh, the curtain rail's broken. Also, I'm emotionally crippled. <laughs> also, I hate my child. 
He wasn't sure what time it was, but it was obviously morning. Surprisingly, Amy wasn't crying. He guessed she was still worn out from the night previous. It had been another sleepless evening for them both, but she was awake and alert now. MC picked her up out of her cot. She made a small gurgling sound. Downstairs was quiet. He could see Louise sitting in the living room. She had had the letters they had all been sent spread across the table in front of her. Clearly trying to work out if they'd been a photocopy or not. <laughs> and she's like, yes, they have. <laughs> you would have thought her secretary would get it right because they were clearly <laughs> handwritten. Why has this become such a long-running bit all I of a sudden? Know, it's the worst of all uh, that yeah. long-running bits. The television was on and she had a newspaper open. MC guessed it was her attempt at looking for clues as to who the notes might have come from. He knew it wouldn't turn out any results, but he wasn't about to tell her that. They hadn't parted on very good terms the night before. MC heard a motor start up outside. He exited the B&B and saw Gav, shirtless and with a bunch of gardening tools. Ah, you love Naked Gav. (laughs) Naked Gav is your favourite character. I mean, at least he's got pants on this time. We assume. (laughs) He's not oiled in a box, though. I think all of this is assumed. You just mentioned shirtless. All the other stuff is true as well. In, In your mind when you were writing it. Morning. MC said. Morning. Gav replied, looking up. What? What's all this? That guy Roots mentioned the garden yesterday, thought our little fight might be driving away potential customers, so this morning I went out and got some grass seeds, and hopefully, soon enough, we should have a normal-looking garden. Very enterprising of Gav. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, the garden's covered by like seven-foot-high trees and bushes, so it's not like anyone can see it. But I guess if they walked up to the front door mm. and then they were like, oh, this garden's really horrible, this garden has no grass, I'm not staying here. Free meal, though. <laughs> Until the next time we get attacked. MC was being sarcastic, but after the strange vampire attack last night, he was sure it wasn't the last action going to be seen at the bed and breakfast. Quick note, the singing vampire. Oh, how could we forget? I'm, oh, I am, we missed that in the recap. I know. It's the most important point. <laughs> and also, yet yeah, not, because it was so weird, yeah. but it did happen. It was great. Where's Jay? He went out early this morning with Roots. Not a bad idea. MC thought. I'll be back in a bit. He told Gav. Amy continued to gurgle as they left the grounds of the B&B. Gav started to dig up the turf in the front garden, flipping it over so it was no longer grass, but earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew gardening. <laughs> he noticed Louise standing at the door of the B&B, covering herself with her arms in a comforting manner. Gav could do with covering himself with his <laughs> arms, so he wouldn't be naked all the time. He could do with me covering himself. <laughs> <laughs> with what? Your arms. <laughs> Yeah, let's go with that. Hey! Gav said. She smiled in reply. How'd the research go? Research? She scoffed. Who am I kidding? It's like looking for a needle in a haystack the size of the universe. MC was right. It's a big haystack. (laughs) Very. (laughs) That's another point of my writing, I think, is taking known metaphors and making them worse. So much better. (laughs) Is it like a haystack the size of the Mr. Universe on steroids? <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Actually, he's been a dick! This whole thing, sitting in there alone. She paused for a moment. I'm scared. Gav walked over to his girlfriend, hugging her tightly. After kissing her on the forehead, he said, Fancy getting green-fingered and helping me with this? You wish that Gav asked if you wanted <laughs> to get green-fingered. Louise smiled. Gav had a way of making her do that. Something she was very glad about. Yo, man! Roots called out loudly, causing all the people in the music shop to turn around. You got this one! 
Jay came walking over to where Roots was saying. <laughs> and there's the wrong where as well. Yeah. Cool. Okay. He was standing next to a stack of CDs that had been put into the hip-hop section. Ah, good. The black character oh. so far has listened to reggae and hip-hop. It'd be the blues next, and that's that's it. That's all he gets. That's all he likes. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I don't really go for rap. Said in response after browsing the case of the CD. Yeah, but you must like something other than heavy metal. Jay thought for a few moments before shrugging his shoulders. Oh, do you think they're in a fop? Do you remember fop? It's still going, isn't it? Is it? I think they're it, very limited, though. London. There's one in London. Yeah. Is that the only one? There's got to be more, right? We should look to... Nobody <gasps> buys CDs. No, I know, but they did everything. It was really yeah. cheap, and it was great, and you yeah. bought loads of stuff that you didn't need. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, you have to get this album, man. we got to broaden your horizons a little. It's vanilla ice. <laughs> I don't actually have any money. Jay said, almost embarrassed, as he always was, at his lack of funds. Hang on. Are they completely ignoring Roots, like, have a cut on his hand and Roots is suddenly okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did we Presumably forget that? It was, like, was three seconds ago. cut, maybe. I guess, but still, is he, like, he didn't have time to scream. Is he possessed by the old lady? The old lady loves hip-hop. <laughs> See, I was progressive. <laughs> they might smell, but they love Dr. <laughs> Dre. <laughs> Back in the old days, he would have just walked straight in and brought the entire shop. He missed those days. Away from monsters, away from danger, and away from being poor. I'll tell you what, man, let me get this one for you. Roots offered. You don't have to do that, Roots. I can get it another time. Nonsense. I ain't going to be around too much longer, and I want to do this for you. What are friends for? See, the way I'm reading that is that he's going to be dead soon, and it's all very ominous. Ah. Which I don't think is the case, but... (laughs) Well, Well, I mean, he probably will die soon, but I don't think he's aware of this. Yeah, I mean, I I thought he died already, so... Jay snorted. Try telling that to my friends. They are a little bit hard on you. Just a bit. I mean, I can't help. Have done in the past. But they keep pushing me aside like I'm nothing. They think they're better than you. It wasn't a question from Roots. Somebody finally fucking acknowledges that. <laughs> and I don't know if this is Roots being genuine. Like, mate, they're really mean to you. Or is or... this the old lady trying yeah. to drive a division between them? So in the seeds of telling discontent. the truth. <laughs> they think they're better than you. It wasn't a question from Roots. I guess. No, man. I've seen it. Sorry if it's all out of place for me to say, but I've seen the way those guys look at you. You have? For sure. Man, they don't give a damn about what you think or feel. They don't see the real you. Jay thought it over for a bit as Roots went to pay for his CD. Him and Roots seemed to have a lot in common. They both loved music and they both lived their lives the way they wanted. All except for the fact Roots was and he was... Wait, all except for the fact Roots was and he was stuck in a dead end. What? You were going (laughs) to... I had something to say about Roots there, I think, but just didn't mention it. With friends that didn't seem to give a damn about him and where his life was constantly in danger. Roots met Jay outside, handing him the pack with the CD inside. Jay took the bag and patted Roots' shoulder. Thank you. Not just for the CD, but for being honest with me. It makes a change. Not a problem, man. Roots returned the pack and Jay smiled. As they walked away from the music shop, making their way through the busy London crowd, a grin appeared on Roots' face. A grin he kept hidden from Jay. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he's definitely been possessed, right? Yeah. Or Mrs. Lansbury or whatever the entity thing was that MC had a chat with at the start. Yeah. Mm. Hyde Park was busy as usual. 
MC had discovered the park whilst chasing down the group of warrior demons who had come after Amy. I don't think he discovered it. I, I think Hyde Park say, has yeah, been there a while. Hyde Park, never heard of it, <laughs> said MC. He puts this a flag in it and he's like, small... this is now MC Park. <laughs> <laughs> but even if it was just that he had discovered the park for himself, I mm. feel that's unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> Hyde Park was busy as usual. MC had discovered the park whilst chasing down the group of warrior demons who had come after Amy. In the day, it was quite a pleasant walk. Despite the thousands that flocked there every day, it was still relatively easy to find a peaceful spot to rest and think. Oh, he's going to have a crying baby in the park and everyone else around him is going to be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> MC sat underneath a large tree, covered by the shade it provided against the end of the summer sun. He looked at his daughter, hoping to see something he could relate to. Did she have his eyes, nose, mouth? He didn't know. MC just saw Tifa staring back at him every time little Amy's eyes met his. Two female joggers came past. MC could accidentally overhear their conversation. Something about how one had met a guy who she'd liked, but obviously due to the fact she had a fiancé already, she didn't know what to do. What? <laughs> she's, she's already engaged. But she's met someone else and who she's into. Yeah. And she's not sure. I get that. Yeah. But why are we talking about this? Because uh, you wanted to say that all women are flighty and unfaithful. Oh, I really worry that is what I meant to say. <laughs> and they love jogging. <laughs> <laughs> they love jogging and cheating on their fiancé. Then he heard something different just as they went out of earshot. Did one of them say something about the apocalypse? Hmm. MC stood up with Amy and walked away from the tree. He wants to know if it's handwritten or photocopied. <laughs> the joggers were out of sight now, disappearing behind the hill. A yuppie in an expensive suit pushed past MC, shouting into his mobile phone. I don't care if it is the apocalypse. You tell John I want it on my desk by Thursday. MC grabbed the man's suit jacket, spinning him around. What did you just say? The man quickly dropped his phone. Just take it. He said, dropping his phone and throwing his wallet to the floor. Just please don't hit me in the face. Oh, something spoopy mm. is happening in Hyde Park is again. Is he getting magically interfered with? Or is he starting to hallucinate? Or is it a dream? Ooh. MC walked away from the man. He looked around the park, making sure he wasn't in some dreamlike ah. world. There were two kids throwing a frisbee to one another. One of the kids missed his catch, and the frisbee landed beside MC. Apocalypse! The kids shouted as they retrieved the frisbee and threw it back. Oh, they're playing Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. a game where you... Th Throw a frisbee at a stranger. <laughs> Every and time you say drop apocalypse. it, the world ends. <laughs> MC knew he wasn't dreaming, but he wasn't sure if he was still sane or not. As he headed towards the exit of Hyde Park, he could hear more people talking. Mentioned the apocalypse. I know he'd lose his head if he wasn't the apocalypse. Give her my best next time you speak to her. Tell her about the apocalypse. I bet it's the end of the world as we know it. Or me head apocalypse. That's a fat beat, man. That's going to cause worldwide destruction. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> MC found himself listening to everyone he walked past, and they all spoke of a similar event. The end of the world. It's like one of those Darren Brown things, isn't it? Oh, wouldn't it be weird if Darren Brown was responsible for everything in Tomorrow Gation? <laughs> I might retroactively put that You're in. You're not actually ninjas. You just believed you were. And those zombies you were fighting? Just regular people. But you did kill them. <laughs> As he neared the edge of the park, he looked down at his daughter again. Amy gurgled. Apocalypse! <laughs> 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 
definitely time to dump the baby. I think uh, the, the most worrying thing out of all of this is just that is Amy's voice. <laughs> Even when she grows up. <laughs> now MC was seriously disturbed. He didn't look at Amy once on the way back to the B&B. Nothing else is new. <laughs> but it soon stopped. In fact, in his travels home, not once had he heard the word apocalypse. Things were starting to get strange again. I mean, did they ever stop being strange? Was that ever a thing that's happened to the gang? They had a few months of mundane existence, living in London, working in a building site. (laughs) After his girlfriend had died, taken to Cloud Haven, and he was raising an angel. Just standard everyday (laughs) stuff, really. Whistling a tune, Gav continued to dig up the turf in the garden. He paused as he felt his shovel connect with something. He dug around the, ah, a little more, until he could definitely see something buried in the garden. Hey, Lou! Gav called out. I think I found some treasure! Going down to his knees, don't make a joke, Gav brushed away the loose dirt from the object. As soon as he did, it became instantly recognisable. Bones. Human bones. Feeling Louise come up beside him, Gav said, Oh God, look! You found some too? Gav turned to face Louise, and she pointed over to where she had been digging, on the other side of the garden. More bones were visible. Also spelt where incorrectly again as well. Sure did. They exchanged glances, each asking the other what they should do. Before either Gav or Louise could answer, MC entered the garden of the B&B. It's kind of got this kind of haunted house kind of vibe. The season yeah. in general going on, you know. I know we've had kind of vampires and inflatable werewolves, but kind of the B&B feels like an, an old mansion of some sort, you know, haunted by a presence and... Yeah, yeah there's definitely bad mojo sort of radiating out from it. It's, yeah, they... With the mansion, it was uh, it was attacked so many times because they were there. Yes. But the B&B is just bad news altogether. All oh, God, do you think it's going to turn out it's like built on a hellmouth or something? Yeah. Oh, dear. They exchanged glances, each asking the other what they should do. Before either Gav or Louise could answer, MC entered the garden of the B&B. You won't believe what we've got to tell you, Louise said, running over to MC. Want to put money on that? Group meeting in the living room. Five minutes. The ninja walked into the B&B with Louise and Gav in tow. They stepped into the living room and panned out, almost forming a circle. No one sat. That's when you know it's serious, when no one wants to get comfortable and sit down. We're going to stand for this house meeting, that's what we're going to do. What's going on, MC? Louise asked. I think someone's trying to tell us something. Who? Gav wanted to know. You mean the notes wasn't a clue? (laughs) To warn us, maybe? I'm not sure. Just then, Jay and Roots entered the B&B. Overhearing voices from the living room, they walked in. We've had the best day! Jay started to say before he noticed the looks on the faces of his friends. What's happened? Nothing, Jay. MC said. Just business. We'll talk later. You can tell me what's going on! Not in front of the guests. Don't have to tell me twice. Roots edged out of the room. Roots, wait! Whatever it is, they can say it in front of you! We can trust him, guys. Jay. MC was more serious than he liked to be. Because he's always so easygoing and (laughs) fun-loving with Jay. Easy breezy, that's MC. Hey, Jay, you do what you want, man. It's cool. (laughs) I love and appreciate you. Cool, man. Roots continued to head out of the living room. We'll hook up later. Once Roots was gone, Jay said, What's your problem with Roots? He's my friend and he might be able to help. 
yeah, I can kind of see both sides of this argument here because obviously yeah. Jay's feeling very isolated and he's yeah. just made a new friend and he wants to be like, he's cool, you know, we can bring him in. He wants to be inclusive. Yeah. But obviously they can't really expose a normie to this weird world they, they live really in. They really can't. And I mean, it would be putting roots in, well, MC says it, putting him in danger. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to put an innocent man in danger, MC stated. Now shut the hell up and listen. When I was out with Amy, we stopped by Hyde Park and I started to hear things. People were talking about the apocalypse as if it was something that happened on TV the night before. How could they know? And if they did, why isn't there a mass panic? Gav asked. I don't think they did know. My theory is it was all part of someone's plan to warn us. That doesn't fit in with what happened to us, Louise said. We found bones. In the garden. I mean, there have been like dozens of people fucking killed <laughs> in that place. Also, didn't they like bury people in the back garden recently? <laughs> and not the salt you find in your cod, Gav added. <laughs> Just in case they were like, oh, was it a little bow? Did you get it stuck in your teeth? You're always looking to put a bone in Gav's cod. <laughs> Human. It wasn't a question from MC. We've all had the letters too. Let's not forget the vampire that was delivered to us, Jay said. Everyone's like, no, that's normal. <laughs> so add it all together, what does it mean? Gav was puzzled. And they had that thing in the library as well, didn't they, where all the all books in the occult section? Yeah. yeah, yeah. at the time we thought it was because of the um, Shirak mm. and his gang had like erased them, but maybe not. Mm. The gang remained silent for a few minutes as they tallied up the events that had happened over the past few days. Something caught the eye of Louise. She picked up the paper that was sitting on one of the living room tables. One of the living room tables. Because ah. they have many. Because they gather in the furniture to feel more like home. She read the headline before turning it towards the group. Armageddon. It read. Louise scanned the story underneath, but not once did it mention the destruction of mankind. She shook her head. Meanwhile, MC was reaching for the remote control on the television. He switched it, and straight away there was an advert for the apocalypse. Are you feeling bored <laughs> with your life? <laughs> feeling sick of the nine to five grand? Why not try ending the world? To be fair, that sounds like most adverts nowadays. <laughs> he continued skipping channels, but it was all the same thing. Talk shows, the news, cartoons, everything. All about the one same subject. Turning the television off, MC addressed the group. Okay, this is way too much of a coincidence now. I don't think anyone else is aware of what is going on. These messages are meant for us only. Is this the point where MC's gone, this is too much of a coincidence? (laughs) (laughs) Before, I mean, you know, just happenstance. (laughs) When they got it into Ren and Stimpy, that was the time I knew. (laughs) What are we going to do? Gav asked. Same as we always do. You mean, do research with ancient books, use the internet, talk to our contracts? We don't have any of that, MC. Louise pointed out. They don't even have internet. God, I'm not staying at this b and is the apocalypse. <laughs> Everyone knew she was right. They were completely alone. Roots! Jay suddenly burst out. He might know something. He's travelled the world, seen a lot of things. <laughs> He's when been he... to Italy. He got aftershave there. <laughs> it was the uh, one week he spent in an ashram. <laughs> I had a lot of revelations about the apocalypse. He knows all this occult stuff. He's been to Tibet. <laughs> I, I... He saw a monk once. <laughs> I love how lost the gang are without that person that gives them exposition to everything. No Shinno Khan, no Dom. They're like, what do we do? No one's telling us what to do. Someone find an old wise person. (laughs) We need someone to tell us the plot. For the last time, Jay, he's not getting involved. MC replied. Why 
why the hell not? Jay yelled. Were you born this stupid or did it just come naturally? Yeah, that'll help. Gav joined in. Let's all have a go at one another. I'm off. Jay proclaimed, dramatically leaving the room. Storming up to his room, Jay bumped into Roots in the hallway. You okay, man? Jesus, you think they'd at least let me help with something? Why are they being like this? Jay moaned. Roots put his arm around Jay and looked him dead in the eye. These people are no good for you, he whispered. They only want to hold you back. They don't care about you or who you are. You are nothing to them. You're right, Jay said sadly. I'm going to bed. Thank you, Roots. You're a good friend. Oh, I've really cut off Jay, haven't I? I sure have. I'm kind of sad we've gone back to this, though. Like, you know, there was a whole thing about Jay wanting to leave the group because he was pissed off with, rightly, how they treated him. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, I guess, maybe the entity or the ghost or whatever it is is playing off that. Maybe Jay still has reservations. Yeah, and... which, right, fair enough. Yeah, but exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. They haven't really changed their attitude <laughs> towards him. Where's there really any need to say that to him? Louise asked MC. I don't think he realises what is going on here. Of course Jay does. He's seen it all before. I know. I'll go talk to him. Louise left Gav and MC alone in the living room and made her way upstairs. She just made it to Jay's room where the sound of heavy metal being played very loud filled the halls of the B&B and was about to knock when Roots stepped out from the shadows. Surely she be, should be able to smell the aftershave. <laughs> Or oh, the old lady smell. <gasps> That's why the old lady smashed the aftershave, is to cover the old lady smell. Oh my god. Oh, it will make sense now. Sorry, he said. Didn't mean to scare you. Oh, that's okay, Louise replied. Roots moved in closer and put his arm on Louise's shoulder. Looking her dead in the eyes, he slowly whispered, You know you don't belong here, right? If you stay here, you will die. Some sort of spooky hypnosis thing thing going on yeah. isn't it with like the touching the shoulder and looking them in the eye it's really creepy mm. <laughs> get your hand off my shoulder is that a threat louise tried to pull away i don't deal in threats roots's voice started to change becoming more demonic you think you can survive you think you could save her louise pushed past roots but he yanked her back by the hair before she could call out for help, he wrapped his hands around her neck and started to squeeze. Your death has come before it should come to pass. This is the power I have. Your friends will... Roots' hold on Louise was broken when Gav struck a blow to the crook in Roots' elbow. He grabbed Roots by his top and pulled him away from Louise. The two tumbled downstairs. Louise ran after them, trying to catch her breath. What do you think Fruit Sword, the entity, means by your death has come before it should come to pass? It's another fucking prophecy, isn't it? <laughs> or is it just trying to like, interfere with fate kind of thing? Like, you're destined to die when you're 90 and old, but I'm going to kill you now because I'm so powerful. I thought, well, my, my initial thought is that she was supposedly destined to die when the apocalypse comes around, but this dude is uh, making yeah. it happen sooner. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, yeah. Unless this entity is the cause of the apocalypse. Maybe he... It just knows about it. Mm. Interesting. Kind of like a double whammy going on then. Mm. Like two bad, two big bads. Oh no. <gasps> oh no. Both men got up together. Roots threw a right hand, spelled incorrectly, which Gav blocked. Roots swiped his hand, trying to scratch Gav. Roots swiped with his hand, trying to scratch. Gav tried to cover up, his skin being torn by Roots as he continued to throw blows. And apparently I can't spell throw anymore. No, there's a lot of words he can't spell. <laughs> MC suddenly arrived out of nowhere, sending a kick into Roots' midsection, knocking him back. He stood still, looking at MC Gavin Louise. 
Before MC could follow up his attack, Roots' eyes started to bulge out of their sockets, getting bigger and bigger. Your soul may not be mine now, foolish being, but they shall claim it. The December form are watching you! He screeched. The December form, that sounds like an indie band. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Ooh. They, they play ukuleles. <laughs> <laughs> they play Christmas songs. <laughs> the December form. Mm. Do you know what? It sounds like some sort of cult. Maybe some sort of end of the world cult. No, it definitely sounds like maybe not an indie band. Maybe one of those sort of like folk band, <laughs> cutesy folk bands like Mumford and Sons or something like that. So Mumford and Sons going to end the world? Is that well, what we're saying? I think they already did. <laughs> one song when they at a time. An album. <laughs> Roots' eyes suddenly burst and he fell to the ground. MC checked the body. He was dead. Gav held Louise tightly. She was still coughing. Oh, Gav, they got attacked again in the B and B. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen very often, does it? <laughs> and now they've got another body to add to the pile of bones. Yay! What was that? No idea. Whatever it was, nearly killed her. I know. Shame it didn't finish the job. Should we investigate? It's dead. I don't think it'll become a problem. But we'll keep an eye on it. Just in case it interferes with our plans. It seemed to know who we were. Three men. All in black cloaks, knelt down around a circle that had been painted on the floor. There was a big letter D in the centre of the circle, and it was covered in dry bloodstains. This is their rehearsal space. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to get out the ukuleles and the banjos. (laughs) Soon enough, they shall know too. You think they got the message then? They know enough, but not too much. Just the way we like it. <laughs> I feel like we've ruined that whole bit with those laughs. <laughs> Who are these mysterious men in black cloaks, MC? I don't know. Cle- <laughs> Clearly, you do not care either. <laughs> <laughs> you are MC. <laughs> uh, they clearly have been able to see what's going on with the gang. Yeah. They, they mentioned the entity that whatever possessed roots hadn't really interfered in their plans. And yeah, which does indicate that the the spooky ghost B and B thing mm. is a third party, like yeah. aware of what's going on, but not part of that plan. A wrench. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've ever made tools seem spooky seemed. wrench. <laughs> Have we just had a look at the December form, MC? I think there were one or two clues that perhaps, <laughs> perhaps it was. Was it the big D on the floor? That was one of the clues. <laughs> it didn't make sense to MC. After going through Roots' things in his room, he didn't find anything out of the ordinary. Roots appeared to live the simple life, with just A items of clothing to his name and a ton of music. Jay stood in the doorway of the room. I can't believe he's dead. He said. He wasn't what he seemed, Jay. He understood me. Jay sighed. Have you find the police yet? (laughs) I'm not going to. What? Why? We keep reporting mysterious dead bodies that appear on our bed and breakfast. The police are going to have some questions. Ah, I'm glad we've addressed that. Well, to be fair, they didn't with Mrs. Lansbury. I mean, they had questions, but they were just like, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) They just like, oh. Smells like old lady in here. Let's get out of here. (laughs) She's clearly murdered thousands of people in her time, but it's fine. So... What are you going to do with his body? The incinerator, like the rest. But they were demons, MC. Ruth was a person. It looks that way. But you tried to strangle your friend tonight, Jay. 
Emsley went to exit the room, brushing past Jay. Maybe you should have a think about where your loyalties lie. Yay! Oh. Good old MC. Uh, Healing uh. the group. <laughs> He's a mediator. This and really feels like damage has been done. Like severe yeah, damage, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you, the only way you can come back from this is to have some sort of, like, ridiculous Heroic coming together at the end. sacrifice <laughs> Well, I would know a bit or two about that. Aren't you cold? Gav asked Louise. She was sitting out on the front lawn. The bones had been taken away and put into the fire, along with the body of Roots. They hadn't been able to find more remains in the garden. Freezing, but the smell inside. It's hell, Louise said, her throat still croaky, referring to the burning of the body. It's done now, Gav informed her. He helped Louise to her feet, and the two walked inside the B&B. Jay was sitting on the reception desk, looking at the sign-in-in book. He didn't make eye contact with Louise. Emsy joined them, Amy in his arms. So what happens now? Someone wanted to warn us about the apocalypse. I think they've done a good job of it. Gav said. They have. And you know what? Everyone paid attention to MC as he spoke. I really don't care. Not bothering to say anything else, MC started to walk upstairs, leaving his friends in shock. And that's where we're going to end my December part two. Wow. Mm. What do we think of this episode, MC? Oh, awkward. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> MC seems to have got more distance somehow. Yeah, which I didn't think was possible, but here we are. Yeah, because uh, he went from being like, oh, maybe it's a joke or whatever, yeah. you know, it'll be fine, to just like, I don't care, end the world. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, which is a really big leap. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if maybe he didn't care before, but he was saying, oh, maybe it's nothing, just to sort of get the other people to shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, like he didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. 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 And uh, now he's flat out refusing to yeah, deal with basically. it. Basically. Oh, and we got the whole thing with Jay being more fractured away from the group. Yeah. Being manipulated, I guess, by the entity. Yeah. By I the mean, wrench, as I'm going to call them from now on. To, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just get him away. And then I liked how uh, Roots was kind of manipulating Jay to, mm. you know, be like, oh, they don't like you. They're not your friends. Like whispering in his ear. Mm. And then just straight out trying to strangle Louise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored now. Subtlety done. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Jay doesn't really seem to care about that either. Like, I guess it's tough for Jay because Roots was such a good friend to him, or appeared to be. Yeah. That now he's just been killed. It's the first time anyone has ever been nice to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. And, and now that person's been taken away. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then we have the whole thing introduced to the December 4 men. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they were three men in cloaks. Yeah. We think they're ordinary men? Are they demon men? Are they? They did sound very spooky when we voiced them. Yes, but that's only because we didn't know who they were, so we just went with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but the singing voices are amazing. Second album coming soon. So it looks like we have been introduced to our big bads, though. Yeah, it looks like. And the the title of my December makes a bit more sense it now. It does. It does. Yeah, I don't know if they will explain where the December form got their name from. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see the dynamic between like, is it going to be those are the art for overarching baddies through the entire season, mm. and the the wrench is going to be <laughs> a more of a short term one. <laughs> and does that mean they're going to end the world in December? Presumably. Because if they did it in July, it'd be or a bit like, come on. No, the name's Ironic. Oh. <laughs> We're an ironic folk band. <laughs> well, should we see what next week's episode is called, Let's. MC? Next week's episode is called Bleeding Out Myself. Ah, sounds very cheerful. 
<laughs> and not emo in the slightest. Oh, good. It wasn't my December at Lincoln Park lyric or something. Yeah, song? my December was. I bleeding out myself. I. That sounds like a title of another song. I think. Probably. Possibly another Lincoln Park song. So yeah, cheerful episode is what you're saying. <laughs> Every episode is called after, uh, named after a Lincoln Park song oh, this season. <laughs> Well, if you've got any theories as to uh, which Linkin Park song another episode is going to be called, did you know there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch? You can find us at Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. And we are on Twitter at howiriptoff. And you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes and YouTube. And if you are Mumford and Sons or from <laughs> Mumford and Sons and you want to leave us some hate messages, you can leave them at the rating and review things. I don't even... I know fuck all about Mumford and Son. I don't think I've even known any of their music. Maybe I really like it. Maybe. I mean, I found out you liked Kings of Leon the other day, and that was weird. <laughs> that freaked you out. <laughs> but yeah, come and leave us a star rating based on how much you love Mumford and Sons, but only if you, like, adore Mumford and Sons. If they're your favourite band, yeah. leave us a five-star review to reflect how much you love them. Or if you hate them, leave us a five-star review, because we've been bad-mouthing them all episodes. <laughs> and you'll be like, yeah, these guys know what's up. I love how desperate we are to get those five-star <laughs> reviews now please just give us validation anything we just need it please help us we're very alone and sad 